1: Welcome in once again to Gamecock Central Radio, everybody. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell, Gamecock Central insider. Wes, a lot to talk about today and a lot of activity surrounding Gamecock football and basketball for that matter, although we're going to focus primarily on football today. But there's really a lot of action right now around the football program, Wes. Yeah,
0: absolutely there is. Um, You know, kind of exciting, you know, I I think last uh, week or so for South Carolina. Um, you know, offense coordinator hire Brandon McClend- uh, Brian McClendon being made official last week. And um, then uh, the Marcus Lattimore news breaking today and, um, you know, press conference tomorrow and some more official announcements on, um, you know, coaching uh, contract information as well out there. So it should be a um, – you know, an interesting Friday that got kicked off today with the uh, the Marcus to use on Thursday as we're recording.
1: Yeah, we're recording on his Thursday. And, Wes, uh, the Board of Trustees has called a meeting for 10 a.m. tomorrow. That'll be Friday morning to discuss coaches' contracts. And it looks like Muschamp might be getting an extension and maybe some of the assistants will get uh, their contracts reworked as well.
0: Yeah, they will. Um, you know, I expect lots of raises to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I've heard, uh, Muschamp's, new contract will probably um you know run I, I think to twenty twenty three potentially is something I've heard thrown around. I don't wanna say that's necessarily a fact, but I, I've heard that thrown around that he'll get an extension till around then. Um that he'll get a raise. And um also I, I feel comfortable saying that Shavaris Robinson, the defense coordinator, is gonna get a huge raise um and an extension. I expect for uh T Rob as he's called to join the uh, millionaire club as far as, uh, making over a million per year as a coordinator. Hmm. Um, something that's been expected for a while now, and something that that, frankly South Carolina, you know, needed and had to do because, you know, you look at, um, the landscape around college football, you look at uh, other schools like Florida state, Texas A&M, making plays for Tavares Robinson, um, you know, South Carolina is going to keep these young, talented assistants on staff. This is the type of thing you have to do.
1: Yeah, and a raise well-earned, I would say, by Travars Robinson and all the Gamecock staff. Wes, you look at the improvement the Gamecock defense has made in the couple of years that Travars Robinson has been uh, heading up the Gamecock defense and the work that he's done on the recruiting trail as well. It sure looks to me like T-Rob is a uh, you know, fantastic assistant coach and, you know, I was talking with somebody about this recently, Wes. Your people are your program, and right now the Gamecocks appear to be in really good shape with uh, good young staff. Uh, Muschamp appears to have you know, grown as a head coach. It looks like the experience at Florida really helped him, and I think he's handled himself extremely well at South Carolina. He's gotten results on the field, and He gets a lot of help from Travars Robinson and from uh, Brian McClendon as well, and some new additions to the Gamecock staff that we're going to talk about today, uh, namely Marcus Lattimore, whom you talked about, and Dan Werner, the new quarterback's coach and uh, offensive assistant. So uh, let's go there, Wes. You know, uh, we got uh, Marcus Lattimore being named. This is one of the most beloved players, one of the most beloved people in Gamecock football history. You know, I would put uh, Marcus Lattimore right up there, with anybody you care to name right there with George Rogers, I would say.
0: Yeah. He, you know, he's easily one of the more beloved guys in Carolina history. And, um, you know, nobody ever has a bad word to say about Marcus Lattimore. And, um, you know, I, I've been digging a bit, uh, and, you know, this, this thing's been in the works for a while. Um, uh, it did finally, uh, come to head today when, um, the guys at WatchFox.com got Marcus Lattimore on the record about everything. And, um, you know, certainly a good job by those guys. And I, I think that this role that they have sort of um, developed for Marcus Lattimore, from what I've been told, kind of um, has been tailored to fit what Lattimore brings to the table, so to speak. Um, it is an off-the-field role, which means he's not, you know, one of the ten on-field assistants. But um, basically he's going to be under the uh, umbrella of the Beyond football program, which is bus Champs. Sort of initiative to help guys um, both while they're at South Carolina sort of handle off the field issues, um, but then once they're done with football, sort of be better prepared to um, handle uh, life without the game of football, you know. And all these guys think they're going to the NFL when they leave high school. And um, percentage wise, we we all know that's just not going to happen. So uh, Lattimore, I think, is the perfect guy for this role. Now, um, you know, he's going to be around the guys, so his knowledge of the game of football, can that carry over? You know, he can attend practice, yes. You know, he's not an on field coach, but can that stuff carry over too? Absolutely. Has um, he become a, a, a valuable part of South Carolina's recruiting aspect? Uh, absolutely. You know, he's not going to be a guy that's on the road, going to high schools and recruiting prospects that way, but um, he will be able to recruit them when they're on campus. They'll be able to meet with the prospects and their families. Uh, The Beyond Football program is actually already a a big part of South Carolina's official visit weekend, and it's a hit um, with the prospects, certainly, but definitely with their parents. Um, So I I think you look at Muschamp making this move to bolster um, sort of that off-field operation, and uh, Emerson, this is really a, a move that Muschamp has wanted to make uh, before day one. You know, I won't even say day one. Literally, he he wanted Lattimore before he was even officially South Carolina's head coach. (laughs) So, um, I I think it's uh, sort of been a long time in the making, but it's a a really, really strong move um, for the Gamecocks and and for Marcus Lattimore. You know, I think it's a good move for him. Um, There are a number of different directions that he could potentially go in the future uh, based off of this position.
1: Lattimore just 26 years old. He turned 26 back in October, and he worked two years coaching football at Heathwood Hall Episcopal School in Columbia Private School here in town and now joining the Gamecock football staff in an off-the-field role. Lattimore says that he will be the director of player development for the Gamecock football team. And West. Uh, you look at Lattimore's career at South Carolina. First of all, he was one of the most heralded high school recruits uh, ever to come out of the state of South Carolina. And he exceeded expectations when he got to South Carolina West. Had the third best season ever by a Gamecock running back in terms of yardage in a single year in 2010 when the Gamecocks won the SEC East. And uh, Lattimore obviously had a huge year as a true freshman that year and then uh, finished his Gamecock career. You know, despite the two severe knee injuries, with more touchdowns than any player in Gamecock history. Lattimore scored 41 TD. So uh, just very well-respected, Wes, uh, across the college football landscape. It's not just here in South Carolina, but Lattimore respected nationally. And I was watching a, a video replay of the Carolina-Georgia game uh, when Carolina whipped Georgia at williams Bryce a few years back, and it was uh, Kurt Herbstreet calling the game that night, and he was on the broadcast saying that Lattimore was the top back in college football at that time, Wes. So, Lattimore mm-hmm. brings a wealth of respect and uh, credibility to the Gamecock staff.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's an absolute legend, man. And as good as he was on the field, um, you know, he's an even better guy off the field. And, you know, I think you look at Lattimore, it's very easy to uh, to talk the talk, but Lattimore is one of those guys that walks the walk, too. And, you know, whether it be with his foundation or whether it be um, maintaining relationships and and helping out other people who have been through similar things to to what he had to go through, and, uh, you know, I just I don't I don't know if there's I don't know if you can find anybody better uh, for this role and and you know if, if you get the opportunity to hear Lattimore speak, he uh, is one of the better public speakers you're about no. his message very uh, passionate about um, expressing um, you know his feelings on things and, and how to deal with life away from the game of football and how that is a reality. Um, I mean, even the guys that go to the NFL, you're, you're not going to play football forever. So, um, you know, Lattimore's message to the guys is, is a way to prepare them to, to be ready for that as, as people. And I, I think that um, it's just, uh, you know, you, you can take about any hire in football I feel like, and if you really want to nitpick it, you can find, you know, cons of it. But if you look at this hire, I, I just I don't know that there are any cons. You know, I, I think uh, it's, it's kind of a, a perfect fit.
1: So Marcus Lattimore will become director of player development for Gamecock football. That announcement made today, and we're talking about it here on Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. Wes, Not exactly breaking news. Brian McClendon named offensive coordinator last week in the wake of the Gamecocks win over Michigan, that comeback win over Michigan in the Outback Bowl. But uh, Dan Werner named Gamecocks quarterbacks coach as well. So we know a good bit about McClendon at this point. What a terrific job he's done. You know, I think a well-deserved promotion for Brian McClendon. We'd heard that, you know, he might end up being a play caller somewhere in the very near future. We weren't sure if that would be at South Carolina or not. But the way things have worked out, uh, Coach Muschamp offered him the job and he accepted. So that's great news for Gamecock football. We'd heard that Tennessee made an offer and McClendon didn't really touch on all that when he spoke to the media last week. Uh, but he is firmly on board with the Gamecocks as the offensive coordinator. And Muschamp brings in Dan Werner as well, a, a veteran coach with more than 30 years of experience. He's been in the SEC for a long time, working most recently at Alabama. He was an offensive analyst for Alabama, this team that just won the national championship on Monday night. So Dan Werner, another big name coming to the Gamecock staff.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the move, um, Emerson, that makes everything else sort of click together as far as, um, you know, Brian McClendon. Very, very well-respected guy is Brian and I think everybody is excited about his upside. But, um, you know, it's a fact of the matter, he's not been a full-time play caller before. So bringing in a guy like Dan Warner, who has over 30 years' worth of experience at the college football level, um, he's done it in the pro-style sort of drop-back game at places like Miami. He's done it in the sort of New Age spread stuff at at Ole Miss, where he helped – Hugh Freeze put together that offense, and, um, you know, now he, he's had a little bit of experience uh, under the, the best coach of, of our generation and Nick Saban. So I, I think you look at him bringing those different things and sort of, uh, you know, they talked about it in the press conference being a sounding board for Brian McClendon and the other coaches, and it, it just makes sense. And I, I think if you look across the room as far as the offensive staff goes, Uh, You know, you look at Eric Wolford, he's an offensive line coach, but he's got um, a resume that features time as a head coach, um, you know, at the FCS level in Youngstown. Uh, He's been a running game coordinator at the FBS level. He's been an assistant at the NFL level. You got Bobby Bentley, who uh, I think anybody who's followed high school ball in this state knows about his offensive mind and what he was able to do at Burns. You look at Pat Washington, who – Probably doesn't get talked about it as much, but this guy's coached more. If you look at that guy's resume, I mean, he's been at five different SEC schools, um, hmm. you know, mostly as a receivers coach. Now as a tight ends coach, he's seen as much SEC ball as, as anybody, um, you know. So, so, you add all those guys in, and, and then add Dan Warner to the mix as well, and you know, you, you've got a lot of strong minds uh, in the staff. It's just going to be about them putting it all together. And I think Warner is the one that sort of helps them to take all the ideas and put it into a system that can can sort of work off of each other. And you want for your plays to uh, to complement each other, basically. You know, you want you want your whole playbook to to have plays that work off of each other. And I, I think that. Um, Dan Warner is a big
1: part of that. So Dan Warner won the national championship with Alabama on Monday night and started his new job as South Carolina's quarterbacks coach on Wednesday. Just two days later, he was in Columbia, and on the job for South Carolina. So Wes uh, Warner coached Ken Dorsey and Brock Berlin, uh, quarterbacks at Miami. He also worked at uh, Ole Miss as offensive coordinator and had some record-setting years with the Rebels with uh, with Bo Wallace and with uh, Chad Kelly at quarterback there. So. Uh, like you said, a sounding board for Brian McClendon, and it really looks like the Gamecocks staff is in good shape. The program as a whole feels like it is in really good shape in terms of trying to get back to national prominence with Muschamp now moving into his third year. He's got a solid staff. We know that Debo Samuel is coming back, so the Gamecocks have got a real solid playmaker uh, returning to the offense, and you know, three linemen will be lost off of this year's team, but virtually everybody else will be coming back, west. So it looks like the pieces are really in place for the Gamecocks to have an improved offense in 2018.
0: Yeah, I think you can sort of see the pieces coming together for what Muschamp envisioned when he first got to South Carolina. Um, you know, and I, I think that it's a situation where they can build off of a nine-win season. You know, I, I was looking ahead to the schedule and sort of um, – you know, what the storylines are this off season now that the college football season is officially over. And you know, South Carolina plays Georgia week two. Uh that's a return to what we used to expect every year was an early game for Georgia. And as good as Georgia was this past year, and yeah, they bring back their quarterback. They bring back a number of young players. Uh, DeAndre Swift to be back at, at running back, obviously, so they bring in another batch of five star running backs, but you know, they they also lost 31 guys from senior day. So, uh, you know, you look at that and the fact that this is a Georgia team that's going to replace a box. This is a Georgia team that basically will have to come to Columbia in week two. And uh, then I look around the rest of the SEC East and I see uh, Kentucky will have to replace their quarterback, um Missouri did get good news that they'll get Drew Locke back, but they replaced their offensive coordinator. Tennessee has a new head coach. Florida has a new head coach. Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. And you look, all of a sudden, the, the SEC East is as open, I think, as it's ever been. And South Carolina, like you said, returns all those guys on offense. So, I, I think you can already sort of prepare yourself. South Carolina is going to be that trendy, sort of dark horse um, Surprise pick for the East that I think the national and the conference-wide people that are wanting to grab some attention, uh, you know, are, are going to mention. So, uh, is that does that mean it's going to happen? Gonna be easy, they are definitely going to win the East. Obviously not, but there are some areas that that make you think it. it Set up well for the Gamecocks to make a run. A lot
1: of action here in the month of January for Gamecock football. South Carolina beat Michigan in the Outback Bowl, came from 19-3 down to win that ball game. Brian McClendon promoted a full-time offensive coordinator. Dan Werner brought in as the new quarterback's coach. Today, Marcus Lattimore, named director of player development and West. All this... Uh, and the, the coaches receiving – we believe they're going to receive contract extensions and some raises when the Board of Trustees meets at 10 a.m. on Friday morning. So all this kind of setting the stage for signing day coming up on February the 7th. And I know that uh, the Gamecocks really filled out most of their class in the early signing day just a month ago. But uh, talk about, uh, you know, who might still be on the recruiting radar. Wes, the Gamecocks have got, what, five scholarships left to fill coming up in February? Yeah,
0: and, they, you know, they, they want to they fill all those spots. Um, Now, Tyson Williams actually um, will count towards one of those spots. Uh, um, Really, they're pretty much down to four. And you look, I I think the two main guys that you look at for South Carolina are are Rick Sandage and Dylan Wanham. That's two guys we've been talking about for a long time. Obviously, Dylan Wanham, the four-star offensive lineman that is the brother of D.J. Wanham, the South Carolina uh, defensive line slash uh, buck right now, Um, and then uh, Rick Sandage, who's the four-star defensive tackle from Concord, Uh, you know, both those guys will take official visits to South Carolina later this month, and both those guys will uh, sign on February 7th, and, uh, you know, South Carolina obviously in good shape with those guys, but has to um, sort of complete the marathon and and get them to sign on the dotted line uh, early next month
1: and then spring ball coming up uh, before we know it. So a lot a lot of action, a lot of activity around Gamecock football. It's been an exciting time here with the bowl win and the additions to the staff and uh, you know the prospect of signing a few more players coming up here in a couple of weeks. So Uh, Everything looking good for Gamecock football right now, Wes, and always a pleasure to have you join us on Gamecock Central Radio to talk about latest developments. Thanks very much. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon, Emerson. All right, that's Wes Mitchell. I'm Emerson Phillips, and we'll have more Gamecock football discussion here on Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.